are back for the, what is it, 31st episode of the Home Man Advantage Wrestling Podcast. We are back in studio with Jude Swisher and Sam Heron. So pumped to do this. It's been Which a while. one is who? Who's who? And who's who? I am Sam Heron. Oh, sure wow. I guess that means I'm Jude so, Swisher. So you're Jude Swisher. And Can we switch for today? You have more Twitter followers than I do. So no. if we switch, I would. No, we're not switching. Ah, okay. I guess I'll have tweets getting out to them. I'll have to be content with just being old Jude Swisher. Yeah. But Sam Herring, how are you on this very fine Sunday? It is Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night. It's hurric- mini hurricane. No, not hurricane. Mini tornado in Memphis. Whoa! Classic Sunday weather. I know, classic. Um, yeah. So I'm doing pretty well. We got some family over here, and uh, it's been a good weekend. Got to watch some wrestling on a weight cut plan so i want some food but um yeah how about that i'm kind of i'm kind of cutting a little weight myself uh i got my trusty water bottle here i will yeah i was getting pretty dang fat over uh over quarantine in these past couple months but um no i'm drinking a lot of water starting to cut away carbohydrates and just you know bringing my weight down slowly and, and gradually but um we are here for a special reason tonight and that is to discuss our Flow wrestling, um, what what is it called? The flow card, uh, but the, the flow wrestling card. I don't know. Fight the re- the, know the, the fight <laughs> wrestling match. The match of the match. you know last this you know Saturday night. Flow wrestling. They've been talking about this for a month now. It's been a very long time coming, um, but they had they had five matches, um, and you know they were all freestyle, and it was a card. You know the winners got paid a little bit more, to my understanding, but everyone who competed got paid, and um, you know, and it was a, it was a, it was a good event, I think, as far as I go. Um, yeah, Sam, I loved it. Yeah, I, I mean, as far as I know, like we can get any complaints out of the way just to begin. Um, they, they had a, a small little feed issue, um, which kicked a bunch of people off, and that postponed a lot of the wrestling. Um, I but I was not actually. I know uh, I my phone was blown off. I think Roku was the biggest problem, and then uh, I don't think it worked on anybody's Roku. So mm. I was trying to watch it on a Roku. Then I was like, okay, this is dumb. It's not working. So I put it up on my phone, and it started working. And then it was done. And then I put it up on my computer. Wasn't working, and kept trying it. My mom's phone worked for some apparent reason. So I still heard right. Like my phone and my computer both worked just fine, but they were like, everyone was texting me like, Jude, what's, what's going on? Um, I didn't know. I, if I were to guess, I would guess there's so many people watching that it just kind of yeah, kicked up their really servers. It, it happens. <laughs> it's a, good, it's a problem to have, right? But um, that's one that they would have to be prepared for. But like, like I saw someone on Twitter had said, UFC one wasn't, you know, it <laughs> wasn't all that either. Right. They had issues there. So right. um, this is the first time anyone's, you know, flow yeah. wrestling's done something like this. this yeah. I'm, I'm going to excuse a, a little mishap like that. Right. Right. And, and you know, pe- they'll say like people are looking for excuses to be angry at flow right now. You know, there are deep reasons to be angry at flow, but like, you know, this is just another thing like, Oh, look how bad they treat us. You know, I mean, it's there's drama everywhere. And right. Did you uh, see what Matt McDonough you see what our, I love right, and he's like, he's like, guys, it's, it's, we're just putting back the wrestling like forty five minutes, yeah. just like, get tough, <laughs> right? There's worse things in the world that are wrestling being postponed forty five minutes. So, yeah. something I like to bring back to to memory when I am whining about my wrestling being postponed forty five minutes, um, yeah. but is there anything else you'd like to say about the the event as a whole? The um, I mean, it, the the production and the, I mean, like the time and effort that went into it, and like the the weeks leading up, very admirable. They did a really good job. They did it. They poured, like I said, they poured a lot of time and money and effort into that, and um, putting together the card first and foremost. Those are some incredible matches, and uh, that was incredible. The, the hype and the video. They literally traveled across the country to get content from all these guys. Right. Which was, so impressive. Um, so yeah, I think it was a, it was a great job. Uh, might be a little little biased, but um, no, I really enjoyed it, and I think they did an incredible job. I agree. And uh, something I was very impressed with was 
they had the initial three matches, you know, DT and, and Pat Downey, Luke Pletcher, and Ashnell and Kyle Dakin, Chimizo. Um, but then they didn't stop there. They continued adding matches. When people dropped out, they continued. They, they did a nationwide search to find the best possible matchup or the most interesting matchup for, um, you know, for each one. So um, I, was, I was very impressed. Um, but this is, you know, now it's time to talk about the actual wrestling. Hey, so Bill, Bill Bassett doesn't like my shirt either. He commented on Facebook. Yeah, no, Buxton. Nobody likes Buxton. Nerds. You should like my shirt, M2 Training Center. Um, also, sorry, I got to stay hydrated. All right. Well, Sammy, I say we, uh, we start at the beginning, which I'm told is a very good place to start at 140 pounds. Um, our first match of the night was Vito Arujao versus Sammy Alvarez. Um, Vito is going into his like what red shirt sophomore year, um, for Cornell and, Sammy is going into – did Sammy redshirt or is he a true freshman? Sammy's a true freshman this year. Um, he did his true freshman uh, – He's go, also, he's, so he's going into his true sophomore year for Rutgers. Yep. So these are both college opponents. Um, and, yeah, but, man, I guess the story was in this match, Vito, a uh, little more freestyle savvy. And it's what we talked about earlier this – or last week. Um, it's what we anticipated, right? Vito has right. a lot more ways to score and, and was very dynamic um, in his offense. Something I noticed about both of them as the match progressed, they actually kind of came out of their stance a lot. They both did a lot. <laughs> I don't know if it was a camera angle, but they like um, like straightened up. Um, well, I guess Chimisa kind of wrestles like that because he wants to um, he wants to kind of bait guys into it. But I noticed that with Chimisa as well and RBY. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. And, and so at first I thought it was like, oh, maybe the camera angle is making them look like they're standing taller than they are. But no, Vito and both Vito and Sammy were, were kind of, they would come out of their stance. Um, they're but that tall guys too. They are. Yeah. Especially for, for those Everybody lightweights. Everybody me though. Yeah. Not, not saying a whole lot. Um, Sam, what was your um, thoughts going into the match? And then what were your thoughts coming out of the match? Uh, I think they really remain the same. Um, that's kind of how I thought the match would go. Sammy would have a little bit of uh, tricks and stuff to pull on Vito early on, and uh, as the match went on, Vito would be able to uh, to catch on. He's got a super adaptable style, and I think that really helps Vito. Um, so, yeah, I think Vito was able to get a lot of the stuff that I thought he would. Um, thoughts, thoughts pretty much remain the same. I. I don't know. I can't recall it or not. I, I've only watched the match like what two times. But did Sammy take an offensive shot the whole match? There was a time where he kind of got to the heel, and then they just stopped. Like Vito, like backed out, or you know, he, he had like, a bunch of he had a bunch of reattacks. But yeah, I I don't know if he did. Right. It, it, I don't know if he initiated a ton of offense. Well, that but that's you know that's where Vito really made up the ground was you know he had his, his single leg and um, and came around and. Dude, Vito looked really good and like he did. putting multiple attacks together. I mean, Vito beat Suriano last uh, time we saw him wrestle. Vito's yeah. not a bad wrestler. I, I I would say I would say Vito's not a bad wrestler. Um, but no, I mean like there's not a ton to say about it. I mean, the match opens up, um, two pushouts from Vito, then they get in a scramble, and Alvarez. Uh, he does, it, it's like, he had like the, uh, to my recollection, it was like a, a short hook on like the far side. And when Vito came in, he like kicked him up and over, almost like a, a gator bacon chin whip, flip him over type thing. Oh, gator bacon. Yeah. Kind of, kind of like a gator bacon, um, which was, I mean, good awareness from Alvarez to, to look for that position to score points. I mean, Vito was on his legs pretty frequently, um, but that was good on Alvarez to look to score more points. Yeah. Um, and then a failed challenge brings Alvarez up five three, and then after that he didn't score a single point the the rest of the you know the rest of the match. Um, they Vito both had, pretty out of shape, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if anyone outside of David Taylor and Roman Bravo Young looked out of shape, but <laughs> All right, uh, time, time. hey, I'm I'm just saying what I what I see. But yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. So Jack Jack and Luke Fletcher looked pretty dang in shape. <laughs> I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. But, okay. 
but yeah, so it was all veto. There's not a ton to say. Something I would, I, I'd like to, you know, bring, you know, more into the forefront is like people kind of overlook veto. Uh, you know, he was overlooked yeah, yeah. I, I, in college going into, you know, the NCAA tournament. I don't remember Look, what CD was. EIWA, you get underrated. In, oh, in conferences yeah. other than Big Ten, you're going to get underrated at least a little bit. And it's, just, uh, it's, it's understandable because yeah. the competition is not as vigorous, right? Or, excuse me, would you, would you say vigorous or rigorous? Uh, the training is rigorous. I don't know what vigorous even means. Vigorous is Yeah, like, I'd say... Violence. I'd say rigorous. I don't know. Yeah, rigorous yeah, is probably but, the... Right. So there, there's a yeah. lot more competition. Welcome to HMA grammar class. Man. Oh, that'd be interesting. Sam is a grammar Nazi it, by I his am. own right. <laughs> Jude, <laughs> I'm kind of mad. I should have like a... Jude got the grammar... Like, he got a troll before I did on Twitter, and I'm kind of <laughs> upset. Yes, That I really did. made me upset. My man. Um, so, yeah, so... I'm not like a Sam's grammar student or something like that i don't know oh my gosh and you just bully him anytime he tweets you just bully him on twitter mm-hmm. um, oh yeah oh okay well, aka you yeah it's me i'm the gra- yeah. <laughs> i'm the grammar student um uh, okay well, anyway <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm a little distracted i'm thinking i might go grab a, a lamp here very quickly um so actually excuse me for one second i'm gonna grab this lamp and bring it over a lamp um, okay start talking about the next go match get that lamp. So, yeah, the next match is um, Jude can't hear me at all, so I can say whatever I want. Oh, this is fun stuff. I okay. hear you. <laughs> okay, anyway. So, um, the next match, Jack Mueller versus Roman Bravo Young. This this one was hard for me because um, Jack is part of HMA. He's a co-host for HMA Fantasy. So, um, I was probably most excited for this match, to be honest. Um and it went, I think it was a really entertaining match, and Jude now looks red. So, um, yeah, it was a great match. Clash of styles for sure. And I think RBI had a great game plan. Um, ended up being a fantastic match, and I'd love to watch it again. But if it happened again tonight, I'd still pick Jack. So, Dang. Yeah. No, I, I, I do remember. I mean, I was a little conflicted going into this match. I know Jack personally. I've wa- I know Roman somewhat well. Um, but, like, man, the style matchup, I really, like, it played in Roman's favor a lot because Jack has that left leg lead and he has that left-hand shot. And so mm-hmm. Roman, for the most part, aside from one or two instances, really waited for Jack to take that primary attack. And, um, and I mean... Roman's it, game plan was incredible. Roman. Right. And, um, props, to, props to the Penn State coaches for the I don't know I'm gonna say that so many more times and I've said it so many times but Penn State coaches on game planning and and preparing them for that match was incredible right and you know I think they both wrestled really well um the only thing I could wish for more was just more flurries more initiated scrambles yeah whether that's Roman taking more shots or, or Jack taking more shots um but I mean if you're Jack it's it's a hard mindset to overcome because you know the shots he took were either stalemated or Roman scored, right? So it's it's hard to. Well, except the two, yeah. Hmm? He did get the takedown. I know that. Jack. Eight, it was eight to two, yeah. No, it's eight one. I have it pulled up right here. Jack got a step sure? out. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. Because like he walked him out. Left. Yeah. Right. So, um, I think if you're Jack, the the changes you would make, like if you were to wrestle Roman again, which you know what they might, they'll probably hit again sometime in oh, the future. Yeah. Um. But the changes you make are, which he started to make later in the match, you push the pace harder, um, yeah. which I, I get it. It's tough. This is a really hard time to be in shape to do that. Uh, and if your name isn't David Taylor, it takes a lot. Um, <laughs> just kidding. David Taylor, I know, <laughs> worked for that as well. But um, no, so um, he started to do it too as, as the match went on, but his shots went up higher on the leg. So if you're wrestling Roman Bravo Young and you shoot to the ankle, yeah, you ain't finishing that unless, unless you're um, again David Taylor. But unless unless you're insanely good or um, you outweigh him, you are not finishing a shot on Roman Bravo Young. So the he and he started to do it. the The game plan for that is every time shoot higher in the leg and maybe less of a penetration because that's how Roman Bravo Young gets his attacks, his off re attacks. 
So maybe you don't use much of a penetration. Stay closer, do more snatch singles to the left side too. He underhooked on the right side. Mm-hmm. I think if Jack switched it up and underhooked on the left side, it would have changed the game and he would have been able to get to more shots. Also, every time he started pulling on the head a bunch, it shut Roman d- down. So if I that's more pace thing too. You're in shape. Um, but that's a that changes a lot. If he can pull on Roman's head and get a lot of fakes going, that changes the match in my mind. Um, and then look at us commenting on Jack Mueller and and, and Roman Bravo Young's wrestling. I um, something that's I did I notice. <laughs> I just like, watch. I just watch wrestling, right. and so I uh, I developed a lot I of things. Mueller had the most success when he attacked, or excuse me, faked and created action to both sides of the body. So he went right hand fake left hand step snapped and then he ended up taking double hands and posting them in the shoulders um, but it was both sides it was right and left um and that motion uh, i think it it played in his favor and that's what bravo young is so good at is that his athleticism allows him to take you know get to both sides of the body and attack both sides of the body yeah and that's even so if even if he's only shooting whatever this just a left-handed sweep single even that's the shot he's going to take if he can make you think he's hitting a right-handed high crotch beforehand that left-handed single is going to come a lot easier and probably be a little bit prettier too Mm -hmm. Um, but i mean going into the match i thought it was going to be a lot more um i thought there was going to be more flurries um and i thought it was wise of roman bravo young to i mean every time he got to like he hit that corner hard he did not stay out front jack mueller what was with this? The double DeSanto? Uh, man, DeSanto. He, that's the name. So for those who didn't see, Roman Bravo Young put both hands behind his back during the match. I think he was having fun. I think he what was just kind of running around. Back, <laughs> the both hands behind the back and then, I, oh man. Uh, but I think, I think he was clowning around, having a little bit of fun. Um, you know, I mean, he earned it, right? So I can't really complain. Um, but... No, I think going into the match, I think it was wise of Roman to stay out of the front headlock. I mean, we saw Jack Mueller as a big, tight uh, head head pinch um, throw. You know, he can go over the shoulder with it. Um, but every time Roman got Roman got to that leg, he hit that corner hard, and then he would limp arm his hand out and and just get in the um, yeah you know, the four point position. Um, and then also, man, he he turned Mueller too, which was yeah, I was actually was- really interesting. That's a oh, big change I that, that. that I don't know if you listened to Jack's interview after was like he needed to um, to fix that, like coming down after a takedown, which I thought he was really right. smart. He did a really good job bailing early, but he gave up a trapped arm, a trapped arm twice. Um, so that's something he's got to fix, too. I think I think without that, that might change the match, really. It puts it puts it within striking distance for Jack. Um, I don't know if it would have. I'm just saying it could have. The biggest thing for me is like Jack. How is Jack going to generate offense on Roman Bravo Young, especially when Roman's offense comes off of Jack's offense, right? He needs to be content with put uh, with pushouts, like he was at the end. I, guess, I think you're right. I think he needs to play the edge game really, really hard, and then you know, so keeping his hands on him, stalking him, and, and and getting him towards the edge when Roman reacts, maybe off of that look to attacks or after watching that match. Um, my mindset kind of changed for for what Jack should do, and I think a low scoring match is one of the only ways that that Jack wins that. Um, I, I'm not going to say one of the only ways, but I'm just saying the best way. Um, so Jack is going to really struggle to finish on Roman that many times, um, especially in a match like that where he's gonna he's gonna struggle with pace because the training has not been the best recently. Yeah. So well, that was the um, asterisk to this whole thing, right? Everyone's been in quarantine and having yeah. interesting training situations. So um for sure. So um I think a low scoring match is what has to happen and he has to get as many push shots as possible. Um I think it sounds like a plan. <laughs> for so Yeah for so, Jack, for we're such, calling up Jack next time. We're like man, we're we're the turds of like rest like like the just the dorks the nerds of the wrestling. Like, you know the kids who comment on, like, David Taylor's Instagram posts, and they're like, yeah, but if you had done this, like, maybe you would have won. That's us. That's what we're doing. Like, we're the trolls. Um, I'm a 13-year-old kid telling Jack Mueller what to do. Yeah, exactly. So take this with a grain of salt. This is just our own opinions. 
Roman texted me last night. It was like, all right, name uh, drop. Cause I, cause I picked, I, cause I picked Jack and was very public about that. Cause Jack's my guy and I thought he was going to win and I would pick him again. But he was like, yeah. I saw your picks. I saw your picks. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to DM Roman. I'm going to be like, Hey, why did, did you see my picks? Did you, did you, did you happen wait, to see you my picks? Jack, right? Yeah. I picked Jack. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dude, I was running the HMA Instagram like all the other day and just doing lots of Jack pictures and all so- stuff yeah. like that. Dude, brief intermission. We can talk about Tony Rotundo's photos for like. Whoa. The lighting in the lighting in there last night was probably so good. Super for sick. Him. It was it was really good. Mm-hmm. Even like the the um like the backdrop photos where they like stand in front of like the what what yeah. do you call that like. The pre-match photos where you stand. Weigh-in pictures? And, yeah, weigh-in pictures and stuff like face-offs? that. Face-offs? Uh, I don't know if they did a face-off. Ooh, I'm holding here. Um, but dude, it was it was awesome. Flo- Tony yeah. did a great job. You can go check those photos out at Wrestlers or Warriors. Natural but, ad right here. Wrestlers or Warriors. I put on a sweatshirt, by the way. Yeah, that's Nobody likes my shirt, and I was freezing. So. It is a little chilly. All right. But is there anything else you would like to talk about this? Where does this leave Roman Bravo Young in your eyes at the 57, 61 kg? 61, I think he's really in the running to make a world team. 57, no. 57 as in he won't make it or as in he's just not good? As in he he's not good enough. Also, I don't think he makes the weight. Oh, my gosh, Sam. So, okay, well, so looking for Roman for the Olympics, do you think he goes 65 or 57? Not necessarily this year, but 65. in the future. You think he goes up? Do you think that would hurt his, you know, his athleticism? No, no, not at all. Cutting would hurt it worse. Maybe. Maybe we should just DM him. We should say, hey, Roman, we'll wait for 2024. <laughs> we'll wait for Olympics, yeah. Uh, 2021. No, I'm saying not that. I, I mean, I, I, you got to think, like, whenever he graduates is when he's going to really start pursuing that Olympics. Wait, are you, are you 2024? I'm talking like yeah in the there future. Is, there is no way in 2024 that guy's making 57. 57, yeah. He he's I, been wrestling like where did he wrestle in high school? Like 32. Yeah. He's and not I, making I, 25. Is <laughs> graduated. Yeah, that's not happening. I I know he he had to. It was kind of widely especially known that he with had his, to cut, he had to cut a little teammate. bit of weight for this. I guess Zane's his teammate too, but like Gilman in the room. I guess. Well, Zane that makes you think. Do you, thing, do you think that? Yeah, well, do you, think good Roman would, do you think Roman would leave NLWC and go to a different regional training center? Where would he go? Back to Arizona? I, I guess he could go, yeah, I guess he could go to um, Sunkist, but uh, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Mm. Who knows? Well, well, we will know eventually, but not Eventually today. we will. All right. And then um, I actually don't feel any less... I'm not down on Jack Mueller after this, actually. Like, I, I, I do believe Jack is actually a, a contender at 57 kg, and I really think that he has a shot at, um, at doing good things in the, in the coming years. Um, and just because he lost this match doesn't, like, drop my what do you, what do you, perception of him. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm, I'm – pr- Yeah, thank you. I'm proud, of these, uh, I'm proud of these competitors and going out there and putting it on the line, like – yeah, it's, it's very, it's very admirable. Oh, sure. All right, next match, 149. Uh, Scott Ross, Scott Ross says that RBY and his coaching staff had a plan or something. They might. I don't know. Do you have a plan, Sam? Do you have a plan? Have a plan. Come on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, by the way, I've always wanted to say this. If I was inter- if I was CP at the scuffle when I was interviewing Kale Sanderson, and that happened, oh my gosh, I would have been so scared. I would have wet my pants, been shivering. It would have been bad. I would have been like, I do have a plan. And he, <laughs> I wish I could oh, have that kind of bravery. I'd be like, if Kale Sanderson looked at me like, "What do you, what you got a plan or something?" I would have been so scared. I would have been terrified. Kale's a softy. I think everyone's too intimidated. I think he's a, he's a softy at heart, and I'm not in the dodgeball. No, not dodgeball. That's that hurts. All right, let's but let's go to 149 pounds. This match was actually kind of interesting going into. So we all kind of thought like, "Oh, Pletcher's gonna kill him," but then we're, but there was always that like hint of like. But maybe, maybe Caldwell will do something. So I don't know. But going into the Caldwell match, was awesome. I mean, we we all thought Pletcher was going to win, though, right? No, nobody didn't pick Pletcher. 
Even Caldwell. No. <laughs> Caldwell said he's going down like a sack of potatoes. He's I'm like, gonna I'm going to pit him in the first, him in the first two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. He was gassed in the first minute and a half. Yeah, I, I said, I said, Dad, I'm going to give him two minutes. And then, like, right around minute, like, I don't know, one minute and three seconds remaining, he's like, he does this, ooh, like, straightens his back out. And I was like, see? There it is. There yeah, there that's is. when I texted you, too. I said, yeah. <laughs> this is about to get ugly. Oh, boy. Um, but, man, I am really impressed with Darian Caldwell. Just, like, for being whatever. The last match he wrestled was in 2014 at Midlands, uh, and he got pinned. <laughs> to my understanding um from being this far off the mat and like coming out against a extremely extremely good opponent and like kind of kind of holding his own and like kind of knowing what to do and like oh man i was really impressed with how he used the edge like and his mat awareness and like Man, even like this far removed and, you know, training MMA, which definitely doesn't help his wrestling out a whole lot. Uh, he's a freak. Darion Caldwell is a freak and dang, he, he still has, yeah, he still has some stuff in him, man. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was cool to see. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm excited for his fight now. I don't think I would have watched his fight coming up here, but I, I think I will now. I think he's uh, a very, he's a really cool personality too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd like to listen to him more. The actor was awesome. I, I loved watching that. Um, he's a great guy. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Sammy, did you have any initial thoughts going into the match, and then coming out, did it? Did you have a, a little perception shift at all? Again, I I nailed this one. Um, <laughs> the Jack Mueller one, I did not nail, but this one, I think I I had a pretty good grasp on. Um. But, yeah, I, I think that going into the match, Luke Pletcher, um, I mean, he is in his prime. He's rising. He's, he's looking really, really good, and he's got a great style for a guy like Pletcher – or um, Caldwell. Um, and something that I, I thought was, was interesting was Caldwell was really, really elusive. Like, mm. every time that Pletcher got in a, a position where I think against a guy like – even Nick Lee, he would score on. Like, that go-behind position – he would score in that against right. Oh, but, um, dude, and like Pletcher would get these like like these like single legs, and like like all Darian would do would just turn around, and walk out, like not like just he just turn his back to Pletcher and just kind of like step out of the single leg. It was like whoa, I don't know. He still got it. He still got some tricks, man. And it, it was cool to see him come out. Um. But yeah, no, I guess the biggest thing for me was seeing how Darion still used the edge and still um, had that mat awareness. I mean, it was, it was pretty impressive. Sam, let me ask you this. Do you think the match would have been more exciting if it was in folk style? No. Why? Because Matt wrestling, Putcher would have taken him down, and if Caldwell got that gassed, it would have been a bunch of Caldwell down on bottom not being able to do much. Do you think that I think – I think excluding that scenario where he, you know, gets ridden out and that's probably what would have happened there. You know, Pletcher would have gotten two or three, even four minutes of riding time. Uh, but I think Darion would have actually attacked more and like got in on the legs more and, and, and probably the same for Pletcher because that's the thing with freestyle. It, it actually almost discourages people to shoot because it's way easier, you know, in freestyle to score, uh, defensively, right? All you got to do is just lift and, and go backwards and you're going to get two points at least. Um, yeah. So you got, you got to think also Darion never really competed freestyle, right? I so his, whatever he, he, he got injured his senior year. And then after that, almost, you know, instantaneously made the switch to MMA. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, I think it, it was actually almost unfair to have him wrestle a style that he's not as comfortable in, especially after all these years off the mat um and it wouldn't have been a big deal for pletcher either he just came off of whatever five years of ncaa collegiate wrestling um so i think they could have done it and i think it would have been fine uh but i, I mean that it was flo's choice and i mean darion know, knew what he was getting himself into so i am not complaining i thought i was i was excited for the match but also like a little it was, it was intriguing i suppose mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, so want to move on to the next match, Sam Herring? Let's, let's do it. Let's do All it. right. You like this match, don't you? I did like this match. Man, I have not been so excited for a David Taylor match in like, yeah, man, a very long time. Like just, just like energy, like, uh, I was so happy. Um, but yeah, so after the Pat Downey thing fell through, I was like, what are they going to do? Who are they going to find? Um, and there was talk about Zahid or Daringer. Uh, but I'm really glad that they actually settled with, with Miles Martin um, as the – Yeah, I, I, I am. I would like Downey. <sighs> yeah, but Downey is not one of the, the players at 86 kg, right? What do you mean? You know, well, I think the, the top four, David Taylor, Zahid Valencia, Miles Martin, Alex Daringer, followed by Heflin. And, um, Are you forgetting and- Pat Downey's run last year? Yeah, but no, I as of whatever the um the senior open and I mean, dude, I the one that Pat Downey didn't compete in. Yeah, and I no, I I think I think Miles Martin wrestled when last year at the U.S. Open. I didn't know that match happened. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) like oh yeah, um, no, I I I think that uh, I'm really happy with. Miles Martin's, you know, that they chose to pick him, um, who is, you know, what, third in the, in the country currently and, um, and eighth in the world. Um, so, you know, it, it was a good competitor. And what it showed is, like, David is still on top, right? And, like, no doubt in anyone's mind, uh, man, and you just got to wonder, like, can, who can touch him? Who can, who can get close? Yeah. Not it can, and not and not anyone in America. Not many um, I wouldn't say that quite yet, but not many. People. Oh, oh yeah, who who would you say? Who do you think can touch him, Sam Herring? Well, every, anybody can touch him, realistically speaking. But um, <laughs> just you can't say that yet. You can't say that yet. Why? Because he because he because first Jaden at eighty six and no. he decided to go eighty six instead of ninety seven. I'm saying at eighty six at like the competitors this year, like this year. and going into twenty twenty one. I could see Z giving him some problems. Um, it definitely wouldn't look like the match that he had with um, Miles, in my opinion. I mean, prediction-wise. But, um, I am I am very high on David Taylor. Um, but What's the final score with Martin and Zahid in the senior open, uh, senior national I'm finals? I'm totally sure I'll figure it out, though. Yeah, take a look-see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, my humble opinion, I don't think David Taylor is going to lose another match for a very long time. Uh, and, boy, does he look like – did Miles or did Caldwell look better conditioning-wise? Oh, I don't think Martin looked bad. I just no. think David Taylor looked really good. I don't know. It started uh, to get like at the end of the first period, Miles was dead. And you could tell because David would take a shot and it, he wouldn't even get close to the legs and he'd just like scoot in more. They weren't, they weren't good shots. <laughs> they, yeah, were, they weren't good shots. Um, but, Miles man, he could finish. Um, yeah. Uh no, I, I don't think I was actually looking at Miles that much. Like, looking back, I think I was more focused on David. Um, but, yeah, no, I think you're probably right. I think that Miles – Okay, okay um, Sam. Uh, Miles got the hand fight he was asking for. 7-5, um, Zahid. Right, so, so a pretty close match yeah. by all accounts. And, like, obviously, there's an asterisk on the match. Miles Martin had two weeks to prepare, three weeks to prepare or something. Daring like that. Like, Daring not a, um. No, I don't. Do you, I don't think Darian. Or no, excuse me, Ringer has the offense to 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 match David Taylor's. I don't think he has that kind of offense? offense. Do you need that kind of offense to so beat David Taylor? You need to score. At, to beat David Taylor, you got to score. What the David Taylor that we're seeing now at eighty six? You got to score at least six or seven points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Yazdani, Yazdani, who is Yazdani, is the far and above one of the most of offensive people in uww wrestling you know said offensive offensive <laughs> but um you know has some of the greatest offense in uww wrestling and he just breaks guys with it he scores a ton of points he did it to karugliev right mm-hmm. um and he was up like what six one six oh or something going into the second period and that still wasn't enough david scored 11 unanswered points in the second period in 2018 and i think david taylor is better now than he was in 2018 you got a good coach, um, dude. Uh, he's, coach. Man, he's he's something else. But so I, I think to beat David Taylor, you gotta put up 
eight, nine, maybe 10 points. If, um, if not more. If not more. <laughs> it's yeah. got... Um, you can say that about really anybody else. Like, he is, he is very unique in that way. Yeah. It's just because, like, man, that second period, the gas tank, like... You know the cool thing about that, too? Is man. if you look at Yanni or if you look at what Kyle Snyder's doing, like, you can, you can say Kyle Snyder's succeeding off of his strength. And you can say Yanni's succeeding off of his natural abilities. But if you look at David Taylor, that conditioning is purely hard work. Like, you can't be oh. have uh, – No, that's – it's unnatural. It's a, and it's like – He has trained himself to be fearless. Like, that's another thing. I think a lot of people are as in good shape as he is, but they're scared of getting to that point that he is so willing to get to. And right – and That's a skill that as a wrestler growing up, I, I really am working hard to, to get that skill. Right, and he talks about this, um, not just to us, but also, like he said this on his Flow interview, um, but when he trains, he trains to he, – he gets himself to the point of exhaustion and pushes through it every single practice. The point of exhaustion where your fingers are going numb and your, your toes are turning blue and you're peeing yourself right? <laughs> like exhausted. And he's pushing through it time and time again. And that gets him a conditioning like none other we've seen on planet earth. Um, yeah. It's the kind of conditioning that melts Yazdani Chirati and, and 11 O's Miles Martin in the first period. Like big confidence booster too. Going into huge match, confidence you know, booster. That's, that's the kind of training you're going into. And like going, I can't imagine like going into the match and you're like, like preparing yourself mentally. And you're just thinking like, man, this guy is not going to stop. He's not going to stop. The, like the entire match, even if I'm up by nine points, you know that he is not going to stop coming after me. So, yeah, wow. we could go on and on about David Taylor for a very long time, but really I think we could, we have some questions that we want to get to. So let us talk about the main event, Kyle Dake, 2018, 2019, two-time world champion versus Frank Chimizo, the international treasure. Immediate takeaway. Immediate takeaway, I think Jordan Burroughs is going to be our guy. That was what I was going to say, too. Yeah! Hey, my man! Yeah, I was going to say that, too. Uh, that is, I think that is the takeaway I'm getting from this. And, like, uh, man, I've said, we've said it before, but, and, like, yeah, they weren't conditioned and whatever, but I don't know. I, I do I think Jordan honest, is going to win. I, I'm huge Jordan Burroughs fan, all right? Uh, Jordan right. Burroughs is awesome, and I love watching him. So I am naturally inclined to pick Jordan Burroughs in matches that are close. Um, but in this match, all Kyle Dake's trash talk and everything got me a little bit wondering, like, how good is he now? Because I could see him, like, if he showed up and teched Chimizo and looked incredible, I could see that. Like, I would believe it. Um, but even if he scored he the same, if not worse, that made me feel more confident in Jordan Burroughs. Because I think he Jordan Burroughs is better than Kyle Dake. But the way Kyle Dake was talking, I was like, hey, maybe he's got something I don't know about, you know? The way Kyle Dake was talking made me think he was going to take down Frank Chimizo multiple times. Yeah. That did not happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It was a, it was a reversal and a push out and a, a one turn. Um, it, it was incredible. That turn was it, – That was a good gut. Um, but I think to, good gut. to beat Jordan Burroughs, you need to match that level of offense and maybe – you know, it's hard to say. Like, this is an anomalous match, right? It's it's one match, and it's um, it's one that really actually has very little value in the grand scheme of things. And um, and his preparation for this, who knows if it was the same if he would be preparing for, you know, to make the Olympic team mm -hmm. or whatever. So um, there's external factors that we don't know and that we can only guess on. Um, but if I were to guess, I don't think he uh, – I don't. I can't see a ton of, uh, or at least in my whatever sixteen-year-old eyes, there's not a lot of adjustments that I can see Kyle Dake making that is gonna get him to to beat Jordan Burroughs. Especially like you got to think Burroughs beaten Chimizo how many times? Three times. The last three times they've wrestled. He's beaten him uh, three times. Yeah. Yeah. Not the last three times, but he's beaten him the last two times. Ah, so uh, right, because Chimizo beat him at um whatever. Yeah. I think it was the No, it was beat the streets. No, he beat Chimizo, beat the What? Am I backwards, stupid, silly Gaga on this one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm but, so dumb. But a lot of, um, I don't, the, the refing at the Dogear was, was really, really bad. It's a questionable. 
That was really bad. Agreed. All right. But, yeah, I guess that, that's my takeaway. I think that the match itself was pretty boring, and it was kind of what I expected. I expected it to be a, a defensive match. I mean, um, I didn't think that either of them really put themselves in vulnerable positions. Um, Shamir, and, he shot two low-high crotches. But even like... And went below the knee. Even when Dake had a... Um, like a seatbelt, like a seatbelt underhook position. Like, Chamizo was like, I'm out of there. Like, and they, they erred on the side of caution, I think, a little bit too much. And, um, and because of that, not a, that's why it was a 4-3 match. That's why it was the closest match on the card. Um, I, do, I do think these kids have the offense to these generate 10-plus, <laughs> 20-plus points. Like, obviously they do. They're – yeah. world-class athletes um but they aired on the side of caution and i think that's kind of clear to see mm-hmm. um but yeah i thought i i was actually really excited and i thought the promotion for this specific match was very entertaining it was so, really really awesome love to see it again i would love to see kyle Dake versus sitikov i think dake wins that would be awesome I <laughs> that would be dake really great that one. i think dake wins that one why can't we just do the dang round robin tournament that would just solve all of our problems? Dake, Ch- Dake Chimizo, Burroughs, Sitikov. Put them in a round robin. Throw, bro. Why not? You're counting out Gazzy. Gazzy Magomedo. I'm Gazzy? Gazzy. You're counting I think, him out. But am I also counting out Isaiah Martinez? Because he also no. took a match from Burroughs. I'm talking accomplishments on the world stage. Gazzy's a multiple-time world champ. Sitikov beat Jordan Burroughs twice. That's no human alive has done that. No human alive has done that. Um, so I, I think for the sake of whatever the top, you know, who who is the who went out as the the world champ this year, and it was Sitikov. So I think I wouldn't Sitikov, say no human alive has done that because it hasn't happened since Brent Metcalf. Okay, in the on the freestyle circuit. Yeah, on the freestyle. Circuit, yeah, there, there we go. go. Well, thanks for kid, thanks for correcting me. When he was a kid, he probably lost two in freestyle. <laughs> Maybe. Be careful with these superlatives, Jude Swisher. Sam Herring. Who cares? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just messing with you. Okay. Um. Well, what were there any any other takeaways coming in or, or, or from the match? Um, looking back now. Uh, it was a, it was a fairly boring match. They both looked um pretty tired. They did look tired. Um, but hey, that's fine. It's How about the Sion messing up the the clock? That must have stunk. Man. It doesn't matter though. I was it took me a second. It, it was- <laughs> they were not complaining. They were they were not complaining. They were the uh the wrestlers were like, oh thank God. Okay. They probably they probably you know it you know it might have had an effect on their um conditioning. You know how mm. David Taylor talks about his match with Dake and he got so warmed up that he went flat. Early? Right. Uh, that's something that came into mind early. They yeah, had thirty was- to forty five minutes of like un planned wait time yeah that really might have hurt them like it could have yeah i don't know uh as a wrestler i sure hope i mean you gotta figure it, but i mean you gotta figure like i don't know they are world champions and that they can prepare their bodies in the way that they know how right um, right but you know that has something to do with it. And I, I think it was I think it was too far out. It might have been too far out for it to matter because there was an hour full of content in between the break and Dage Muse's match. I mean, they had to show all the promos, they had to do all the advertisements, they had to do all the walkouts. Anyway, the and, ads? Oh yeah, dude, I love the um the Dave Schultz one. The Dave Schultz ones. That was cool. Really cool. Shout out really to the cool. HMA team: Jack Mueller, Mason Beckman. Dude, how about HMA getting in with uh with Rudis? We got Mason Beckman recently made the move out to Columbus, and and Jack Mueller is a, a sponsored athlete by the Rudis. Who's next? This is all I have to ask. Who's Seth, next? Seth left. I'm I'm free. I'll just say I'm Seth, free. Seth left Scrap Life, and I thought, hey, what if he signs with uh with Rudis? That'd be cool. But no, he's at Russell Boutique now. I don't think he's a, a partnered athlete with Russell Boutique. I think it just means he's gonna get a shoe. But I don't really know. I don't know. We'll so. have to talk to him more about it. Yeah, I'll shoot him a text. All right. Well, I guess we can 
go on to some questions. So, yeah, in conclusion, flow card, super fun. The wrestling uh, uh, mostly was very entertaining. Um, there was no match where I was like, eh, like the fight night stuff. There were some matches where I was like, I don't really care. But I think I, you know, uh, these matches have a lot of rewatch potential, and um, and I, I this is good. I this is good for wrestling. Coming up here soon too. Yeah, there's like lots of talk. Everyone's like kind of like digging this format, and Flow Wrestling and is willing to make it happen. Um, I really hope Flow did well off of this. I really, really hope. Flo did well. Something I was thinking about. It's a very weird business model for Flow because they're you know like this whole marketing thing is. One night where you can watch wrestling, but to watch it, you have to buy a yearly subscription. That's I was kind of hard. So I, you know, it might be interesting. They're not set up, but if they we, get subscribers get to watch, people who are new can do pay per view. Yeah, but the, I don't know if they're set up to do that. I, I know, like we talk about it, like oh yeah, it's fine. They can just do pay per view, but I don't, I don't know if Flow Wrestling is actually prepared to do a pay per view event like that. What do you I don't mean know. Prepared. If, I don't we don't. I, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes at Flow Wrestling. So, um, just I mean, I, I had heard that they were not prepared, or excuse me, not prepared, but like they're not set up to to run a pay per view. So. I don't get how they wouldn't, but. I don't get how they wouldn't either. That is just what I had heard. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But yeah, really hope to see more stuff like this soon because it was very fun. And more money in wrestling is a really good thing for the sport because uh, that's how things grow is with money. So, And that's why Home Ad Advantage is going to get some dope merch here pretty soon too. So, yeah. so a little spoiler there. We got all the stuff you guys want, all of it. It's like Home Ad Advantage uh, lampshades. That's that's what you guys want. That's what they're wanting. <laughs> it's the lampshades. That's it. All right. Okay. Hold on. I'm well, gonna, I'm gonna share screen. I'm gonna try to at least. Mm, Hold on. Uh -oh. Give me a second. We'll figure this out. All right. So some some teas on the merch. Oh, oh! If you are not, if you can't see this now, if you're listening to the podcast or on Spotify or on Apple, you need to go. Find yourself a computer, type in homehmawrestling.com, click the videos tab, go to our YouTube, and you're going to click whatever. This is HMA31, and you're going to go to approximately, I don't know, 40-some, 50-some minutes in. So you can see this dope merch. We got a crew neck. Um, Sam, do you, is there anything else you want to pull up? Yeah, of course. We got crew neck. We got the, we got the crew neck. Oh, Ooh. my gosh. Those are nice. Cliff Fretwell makes some good stuff. There's the the hats. Hat. These hats are dope. I am really excited about the hats. Got the socks. Possibly Those suckers. For socks, they might look a little different. We'll see. Dude, we we got our our logo compacted. Our t-shirt. So. You know about the t-shirt. Our singlet. How about? That? Oh, those that singlet looks very cool. That I would love like stars on it. But. Sam, can we do that for Super Thirty Two? That'd be cool because we're both going, guys. Tony Mason. Jacob, everybody's gonna be the whole the whole clan. We're gonna meet at Super Thirty Two, and Jude and Sam are gonna go out. About making them for um for Super Thirty Two, and then that would be sick. Not least, <laughs> we got the they got the bear koozies. I'm Dude, so happy that he made me taller. I'm so happy that he used the picture that makes me look like I'm thirteen. <laughs> we both look very young. I'll say that we do look very young. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I guess with that, we can go into some questions. So we will, we got a lot. I tweeted this out like whatever, an hour ago, and we have six or seven questions. So we're going to hit them all. I think that's, that's the only fair things to do. First one from Ordinary Guy at Brandon Swisher. That's my dad. Um, he says, is there interest in nationally promoted senior level folk style matchups? Yeah. Yeah? Sam says yes. Shoot says yes. I love folk style wrestling. And NCAA finals, Mr. Swisher. Have you ever heard of the NCAA finals, Dad? That's well, no. So promoted and does pretty dang well. Well, uh, I think what he's going at is, what if we got you know, um, you know, there's there's NCAA champs who hang around college wrestling rooms and still wrestle folk style with college guys. Gabe you know, 
Yeah, that's that's who exactly who I was thinking. You can get a guy like Gabe Dean come in and wrestle a folk style match. You'd pay him some money. Do you think people would be in to see that? Mm-hmm. I think they would. I, I think, think it'd for- be pretty much equal. I don't think people would be like, ah, I'd watch this match. I'd pay Flow if it was. Freestyle. I would watch it, but just because it's folk style. No, I, I think it's a name thing. It's about the names and not about the... Uh, Plus, most people didn't even know what style these matches were in anyway. <laughs> right? Nobody really cared. All they heard was world champion, world champion, uh, you know, NCAA champion, all Americans, and they're like, I want to see them scrap. So oh, yeah. uh, I think that there certainly is. All right, next questions. Oh, my gosh. This is a tough one. David Taylor versus Sajalaya. Who wins? Don't be biased, Jude. Uh, Not a tough one. Let's throw it in. Um, We got another question from Near Falls with D. Hall. He said, Cox, DT, Sajalaya, Kyle Snyder, Ron Robin. What is his placement? So we're going to mix those two. Mm. Okay, well, I wasn't – here's the thing about doing questions this far out. We are not prepared to – uh, to answer these right off the bat. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Cox. Kyle Snyder, Sagulai of DT. Sorry, Jude. You really I'm first of all, you really did Sagulai of like that. I'm I would never pick Snyder to lose to or Snyder. The or guy Cox he's lost to before. Um I can't do it. Look at this. Look at this. <laughs> we, we literally kicked Jacob off because he talked about it. I do not we. Come on. Give me the credit for that. That was all you, buddy. Um, right. No. Listen. What's your order? You got DT at the top? It's DT Sedulayev. Snyder Cox. <sighs> Snyder over Cox, too? Yeah, I think Snyder over Cox. I think Snyder moving to the NLWC is a – Big, big player. Whatever um, happened to don't don't be a homer, dude? No, but it's not crazy. No, 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 no. The definition of homer. Good peer. That's a good sentence. Ah, don't Why do you? Okay, listen. Whatever you know. Whatever happened to the whole definition of a homer, which involves picking your team against the odds, you know, blindly. This is not a, an against the odds pick. This isn't a blind pick. Kyle Snyder over Jaden Cox is not absurd. That's not an no, absurd pick. Not absurd. not absurd at all. No, yeah, I, I know. Over Sajulayev, Why? Why is that absurd? He is under – he's nine – or I guess it's 11 kilograms below him. So um, that's that's pretty big. Also, think about the accolades. DT has won one world title. I really think he could do it. I really, really think he could do it. Then pick but it. To pick it at right, like right now is based off of – homerism no i think i think it's a word i've made it a word so sam you don't do you think that david taylor does not have the ability to beat no sagalive do you think he doesn't make that pick right now you have like all the evidence says the other other way it literally it literally by no 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 we're not i don't want to talk we're not david taylor which is fine like i could totally see it happening all right i disagree with you but sagalive has the weight has the okay i'll agree uh, I think Sajulayev is an awesome, has, awesome opponent. Significant wins. Would I pay a hundred? Would I pay a hundred dollars to see that match? Would I see a hundred? Would I pay a hundred dollars to see David Taylor versus Sajulayev? Yeah, yeah, I'd do it. I'd pay a hundred dollars to see that match. It would probably be the most mind-blowing, brain-melting match anyone's ever seen. I think David Taylor's gonna win. I really do. I, like, just the fact of the level of dominance that we've seen over the top opponents in the world is is unparalleled right the the level of dominance he has over world champions is unparalleled in in, in like, wrestling nowadays like yazdani yeah like yazdani who i mean he hasn't really dominated any other world champions like that well i don't know he i mean he's only been on the freestyle circuit like officially like been the guy for two years now yeah, exactly and so he's probably gonna be the guy i would venture to say he's gonna be the guy for at least one or two more cycles for, for a while i, I pray to god every day that he does <laughs> yeah, sure uh, uh so yeah so i no, i don't think it's an absurd take to take dt over these guys especially because we just talked for whatever 15 minutes about the incredible assets that david taylor has such as his conditioning his coaching his technique his mentality like he has all these things going for him um uh, what does satchel have going for him 
steroids. Boom. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, it had to be said, okay? It had to be said. Hey, but somebody was able to overcome those steroids right there. My AKA man. DT's training partner. DT could do it, okay? DT could I, do it, and I, I believe it. But oh, boy. More than that. Yeah. All right. Okay, next question. Since this is from Julius Whetstone at Julius133. I can't see the rest of the tag. Since Dake versus Chimizo was a close match at 79, how do you think the match would have been at 74? Would the outcome would have been the same? I don't think it would have changed that much. I don't think it would have gotten the turn, but other than that, I think it would have been pretty much very similar. I I, I still think Dake would have pulled it out. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I don't think that the this it was a s- issue of size. I don't think that's why Frank Chimizo lost. But that's what I think. It, but like, no, I, I I mean I don't think it was because even for the most part, the hand fight was kind of there wasn't a t- to my recollection. It was mostly Chimizo doing this and Jake doing this. So <laughs> not there wasn't a ton of co- they didn't come into People contact a whole lot. Gotta be like, what's what this dude doing? Well, that's why they should Basically, watch the video. Um, boring. That's boring. I know. Boring radio. But no, I don't think the match would have changed a whole lot. Um, so, I mean, I, if if anything, it would have caused more flurries, but I, I don't see the match actually swaying. I don't think, I don't see the decision. Like, I don't see it going Frank's way simply because he was at 74. I think mm-hmm. Dake would compete wherever he's at. So, I agree. All right. Next Luke Wise, Luke W. Wise, he asks, what are the ideals men? Excuse me. What are the ideal men's, women's, and Greco matchups for future cards? Also, oh, would you do you still ask Flo for a middle school who's number one? Yes, I do every day. You know every day, <laughs> just hey. set, wakes up, sends his morning tweet to Flo Wrestling. Hey, at Flo Wrestling, can we please have a middle school who's number one? All right, morning routine. Step one. Step one. That's what you got to do. Get out before you even get out of bed. Hey, but no. Dang. Steps are being made. I'm moving forward on that. That's good. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah, it's good. That's a lot of pressure on a middle school kid. I'm just saying. That's, that's a lot of pressure. Um, it's, it's not that much. We don't care. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Well, as far as the ideal men's, women's, and Greco matchups, I need, I'm going to take more time and actually be thoughtful about it. And I think that maybe Sam and I should come back to these questions and actually like put some time and effort and put up matchups that we want to see in compelling cards. Um, and something that the wrestling community has been calling for is women's wrestling within, yeah. you know, like this is the opportunity to grow women's wrestling. It's through these sort of events, these sort of cards. Um, it doesn't matter what you think about women's wrestling from your own personal standpoint, but like in, in, I don't, I hate saying it. I hate saying grow wrestling, but in an attempt to grow the exposure of the sport and, not only within the community, but outside of the community, uh, to have women and Greco matches on this exact type of card where you already have five matches. No one's going to see whatever. These five matches, Vito, Roman, Bravo, Young, Luke, Pletcher, David Taylor, Kyle Dake, and a women's match in there, they're saying, oh, whoa, there's a women's match. I'm not paying for it. No. Mm-hmm. If anything, they'll, they'll watch it for the five matches and, and stay for the women's too. And they'll see, man, this is actually interesting. This is compelling. There's stuff here. This is how you grow fans of the sport. You you expose them to it. Um, so, I agree. Yeah, I I can't wait um, for the future cards, and I think I think steps are going to be made to uh, to make that better. Okay, we have one final question, and uh, and this one is kind of on the same. Uh, man, this is the same thing, but it goes. What would you like more? Okay, this is Josh Conklin. He says, "What would you, what would you more like to see on a card in the future? Cox versus Sajulayev, DT versus Sajulayev, or Cox versus Snyder?" So of those three matches, DT Sajulayev easy because that's the least likely one to happen. Oh yeah, DT Sajulayev, hundred percent. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be him. Well, I guess that that's it. it. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Appreciate your time. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, hopefully Jude and I can do some more shows. This is some fun stuff. We both, I know we both love doing it. And, Dude, uh, Sam, what a like, crazy idea. What if we had a podcast? What? 
what if we had a podcast like I don't know, cool. like something like where like you and I like sit down, maybe I don't know, talk about wrestling, yeah. answer questions. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, get like guests. Yeah, yeah, interviews. Wow, be yeah. wild. Maybe we should do this stuff more often. Wrestle like a girl. No, nah, now that's now that's crazy talk. <laughs> um, but dude, it's a pleasure as it always is. Um, remember to go check out our sponsor, Tony Rotundo at Wrestlers or Warriors. Um, you know. He does the the greatest photos in wrestling. Uh, one second, I, I got a call. Hey, who is? Hello? Oh, Mr. President. Oh, well, hello. Yeah, okay, I'll tell him. Yeah, that was uh, that was our president of the United States. He said Tony Rotundo has the best photos in all of all of wrestling and and all of the world. I mean, he's a prof- he's a professional, and the president is a prote- professional photographer, and he can he can see Tony's photos and says, yeah. This is it, guys. So make sure to go check those out. You can follow me on all the social medias. My name is Jude Swisher. Follow Sam. Don't follow Sam. Sam wants more followers than me. I can't let it happen. I'm going to catch um, him on Instagram. That's the no, it's, I, it's not going to happen. Follow me. Unfollow Sam. <laughs> friends on Facebook. <laughs> Huge shout out to my friend Joel. Um, big fan of the podcast. Uh, super great guy. So shout out to him. Um, a shout out to everyone that I met at uh, Kent Hurtow's camp who knew what the podcast was and, and came to me and everyone who got stickers and things like that. Um, you guys are awesome. So All right. um, I guess that about does it for this episode of Home Keep Out Advantage out. Wrestling Keep Podcast. Keep checking our site. We got lots of content. And check Tony Rotundo's site for his incredible photos. Until next time.